2: I like the sound of that.
0: Bob is
2: back. Bob Iger.
0: Bob is back. Bob, What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) He is back. The conspiracy
3: theories were not true.
0: (laughs) Bob is back to save everything. Everything's going to be fine. Mr. Iger Iger is back. And so are we, because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for... Friday, April 17th, 2020, episode—oh, wait, we're resetting to match iTunes numbering because everything—because, you know, Apple rules the world. Got to get in line with Apple. So this is actually episode— Only because
3: Trump gave them the authority to rule the world, though. Let's just be clear about that.
0: That's true. It is his world, (laughs) but uh, he he let it happen. So it's episode 148— Guys of the show. So if you add up God. all the episode proper's and all the mini episodes, this is episode 148. So now we're now we're officially in line with iTunes. What
4: we're, we're doing we're... is legitimizing all that just garbage content that is that you call it mini episodes. Are we <laughs>
5: gonna start? That's because like, like, numbering... you haven't been on one. <laughs> Are we Where gonna we go? start numbering the anthology v- movies from Star Wars? Also, then like is Solo number nine mm. officially? Exactly. Then nine. exactly. And then episode nine is actually, like, number 13. Now I'm totally
0: – con- math is hard. I'm totally confused just, now. I was
5: just thinking about how we're like Marvel Comics right now. We're just
3: renumbering ourselves to get to the big 150th anniversary issue to make a big splash, like, you know, three years ahead of schedule.
0: Exactly. And if you think Why? you're getting a 150th episode mug in a month, you you four, forget it. It's it's not happening.
3: <laughs> well, Just for me, I'm not now, sure. for all of us. Just me. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm out of here with that kind of attitude.
0: <laughs> Anyhow, it's episode it. 148 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire gang is here to celebrate episode 148 with the faithful. And we're going to get uh, introduction started with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent
4: e- e, A little premature there. Whoa, Stevie B, social distancing. <laughs> what is going on, and where else are we going to be fucking be in at this time of night we can't leave our goddamn houses steve Mm. it's been a month stuck here i don't know what i'm gonna do help me help me talk about star
3: wars for at least one night here you you know you could adopt some cats or
0: something to help Mm. fill the time when you're stuck at home
4: if i could leave this house i would come over there and punch you in the face
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know what you can do craig you can stay home for another month because we've got another month of this stuff
5: you should be a nighttime vigilante, Greg, and make sure nobody breaks into any houses in the neighborhood. Mm. Too soon, yeah. bro. Yeah. Too soon. Wait, really? Too soon. There's a little break-in over the time, let right? pad.
0: Oh.
4: I have the world's worst guard dog, it turns out. <laughs> Pugs? Not very protective. <laughs> uh, you really shouldn't talk
0: about Kara like that. That's not... Uh, that's not, that's not wow. Uh, also on the show tonight, Damn. he is... <laughs> He is a lifelong Star Wars fan, Ivansky. Oh, my God, Steve. I've got some great news. I am still
1: mm. patiently waiting for my stimulus check as we are talking right now.
3: Oh. Yeah. I got mine. All right. I got I got a question for you, Scott. Yeah. The stimulus check, the physical check, is going to have Donald Trump's signature on it. Mm. Yes. Ooh, what do nine. you do? Well, since
1: what I'm, do you do? I'll tell you what I do. The uh, the master of Photoshop here is going to have a lot of fun <laughs> with that, and it's going to go out viral. That motherfucker.
5: Okay? I'm not sure
0: that's legal, by the way, to Photoshop a, a, a check from the federal government and do something with it.
5: Oh, it's just a signature. Oh, nothing this, not, but,
1: nothing but we'll, this jackass has done in three years has been legal. So fuck that. I can do whatever but, I
3: want. But you know, but you know what is legal, and that's that you do need to do something with. Yeah. When the Queen did her coronavirus address to yes. Great Britain,
0: yes,
3: she made the unfortunate mistake of wearing a green dress. <laughs> that was awesome, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and all I'm saying oh, is, no. there has to be no. somebody on this podcast who is skilled enough to make use of this this wondrous billboard that has been given to us. Oh, yeah. Oh
0: yeah. All right, so, of course, oh, people huh. are putting different bodies on the queen. Is that – I'm sure that's happening. I, I've they're, seen they're
4: green her, I've screening. Seen- they, they, they're using the dress as a green screen, so they're just – you know, you're, you're, you're chroma keying in anything you want over that green dress.
3: Uh. Oh, I've man. seen what? her in a Starfleet uniform.
4: Uh, my favorite was the video <laughs>
3: clip where they were playing awesome. the climax to Avengers Endgame on her green dress <clears throat> in sync with her speech so that her speech ends. And that's the moment where you get to Captain America going, Avengers.
2: <laughs> that's so that's cool. work,
3: <laughs> everything,
1: everything that's been done with that has been phenomenal. Uh, Plus the fact that she had a, an amazing speech. Um, yeah, nothing that we get here in the United States, unfortunately, but
0: all right. I I'll have some fun. I'll I'll have a little fun. Can you put a wretched hive T-shirt on her while she's? Uh, oh, uh, that? yeah. that's it. Oh, that's <laughs> what Scott can
3: Do I'm on it. I'm how on much, it. How much time do you have? Scott can have that for you. Scott just, <laughs> Scott just
4: found our new uh, Facebook homepage picture. Is what he found. <laughs>
3: exactly. It's, go, it's going up tonight. We're not all British citizens. They mm-hmm. can't do anything to us. I swear, (laughs) if I get a
1: physical check, Dave, I am going to take out Donald Trump's signature and put the Wretched Hive logo over
0: it. Uh, No, don't do that. Also on the show tonight, he is the (laughs) captain of the Nico effing Rodriguez.
5: (laughs) Hey, Nico. Hey, hi, hello. How are you guys doing tonight?
2: Yeah.
0: Doing great. How are you, sir?
5: I'm still alive. Uh, Still no cough, fever, rash, diarrhea, or mm. anything like that. So apparently I'm doing something right with my PPE at work. But, you know. I'm glad so, I finally
1: cleared up. A normal check week for Nico then, right? Is that, is that what yeah. you're
5: saying? No, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you know what's pissing me off?
0: Mm. <laughs> oh, no, Nico, for, what's
5: pissing you off? <laughs> I'll save it for later when we do the Nico zone.
0: Oh, oh, do we have a Nico zone ready Dude, for tonight?
5: Such a, such a little tease.
0: Don't tease me.
5: What? <sighs> Do we have the bumper ready? Oh, of course we can. Okay, Damn. it's
0: on. It's on. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we have the bumper ready. Are you kidding me? All right.
5: <laughs> hey, that was a valid <sighs> question. So I have yeah, to that's that's,
0: that. uh, that's a good point.
5: Did it come from Lucasfilm? That's a good Did question. Did it come from
0: Lucasfilm? All right. And uh, finally.
2: You know what? I have an idea. Jerk-off party. No, let's do this. <laughs> no. I like where this is going. Okay, put it away.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: That's off to a roaring start. We we have. I'm almost scared to hear.
2: I don't know who you are. You're about to get chlamydia. (laughs) Uh, Dave! I make all the sex sounds with my mouth afterwards. Squish.
0: No circumstances.
2: I was tracking the bear most of the night. Didn't get him. But I did find a big, fresh pile of shit that I thought I'd second harvest because it was full of Hershey Kisses. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa.
0: Should you ever.
2: Spoiler alert. They weren't Hershey Kisses. It was just more shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean.
2: Oh I ate it all anyway. Got sick to my tummy. Puked. Pooped. Jerked off, and now I'm here with you, bros. (laughs) Ever! Dude, why did the bag make a squish? Oh, it's full of chicken livers. Call him. You mash them all together, and then you have sex with them. It mimics the consistency of a human vagina.
0: Harry.
2: Oh, my God. I'm going to be banging that bag all weekend, bro. Squish. (laughs) Squish. Splurt. Oh, God. Potter. I don't want to go to prison. Ooh, I hope we're cellmates. That means we're prison married. We could take turns being the girl. Oh, God!
0: Welcome to the show, Dave. What,
2: what, what were you really expecting,
0: though, Steve? I, I, just... I, I, I don't know. You look so surprised every he, week, and I'm he, like, he's he, he, he says he nothing but, if not consistent with he this. He said he was proud of this one. That's that's the scary part. <laughs>
3: Greg, you should be proud of that. That is some good work. And you uh, you have not had the best uh, week, sir. So that was some very good work.
0: That?
4: Oh, that was – it was so
3: cathartic. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you, to Wilkie Copilot, and thank you to Steve Baldwin, my favorite rebel mm-hmm. scum. And very to welcome. all of you out there throughout this COVID-ravaged land, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to you, wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us it is the wretched hive we are almost 150 episodes in including all the garbage content that nobody really counted before but whatever that's what happens when i miss a staff meeting
0: greg lent our
3: show is guaranteed guaranteed to be even more entertaining than a white house press briefer and frankly a hell of a lot more accurate so let's just get to it i'm just i'm i'm taking the job here right now steve let's just get right to the news do we want to just jump right into the news the actual facts, the actual things that are going on. Is that what we want to do? Yeah, we can. Tell me.
0: Tell me. We certainly can. Uh, we need to do a little bit of a promo before we jump into the news because uh, – oh, son of a bitch. I never read the notes. I never read the notes. That's okay. I mean we can just do this quick. You can find our show, of course um, – On Facebook! That's right, at facebook.com <laughs> forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at wretchedhive seventy seven. On Google Podcast, Stitcher, on, oh, TuneIn Radio. That's my favorite. love listening to us on TuneIn Radio. Listen to those back episodes. Just have it streaming in your office over the loudspeakers all day. long. No, I don't recommend that, actually. Do not the do entire that.
5: entire office to hear. Unless
0: yep. you're trying to get fired, then by all
3: means, yep. do what Steve is asking. Yep, actually
5: send links of point. our show to your boss.
0: <laughs> you can and also. Then, and then <clears>
3: after <throat> you listen to the show that way, you can puke, poop. Jack off and get right back to it.
0: And you can also, uh, (laughs) of course, find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, got to mention, the other show that is uh, produced in this year's studio, Either Or Podcast, is starting to pick up some steam. We have a great episode that's out right now. It's Dawn of the Dead versus Sean of the Dead. Yeah, uh,
1: Dawn of the Dead. Dawn. Let's just focus on that for a while. Dawn of the Dead. It's a fantastic episode. The the original. original dawn of the dead just to be fair right scott 1978 george romero yeah.
0: classic yep and uh that is that is featuring uh scott ivansky
4: oh i'm thinking night of the living dead that's what i'm thinking sorry 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 sorry
0: now the fun
3: either way either way it's a five star podcast it's extremely entertaining educational i learned things i didn't know about it and just for you folks listening at home. I have not listened to it yet. That's what we need you to do for the Wretched Hive.
0: Now, the fun thing about this show is after you listen to the episode, you can go into the show notes, click a link, and vote for your favorite of the two uh, things that are being debated on the show that week. So in this, for instance, this last week, Dawn of the Dead versus Sean of the Dead, you could vote for your favorite. And right now, Dawn of the Dead is leading... 24 yes. votes to Sean of the dead. Only nine votes. What? Wow. Now, what? now, now
3: not, not surprised that it's winning surprised that it's winning by that much.
0: But now, now not everybody's voting. There's about double the amount of plays that there are votes. So if you've, if you haven't voted yet, go vote uh, and uh, make sure that you uh, listen and then vote at the end after you listen. Now, next week's episode Is a really great episode We recorded it two weeks ago With Jimmy Laram Who is the uh, OC Trivia host That we recorded with At um, Timeless Pints A few times Turns out he's a huge Beatles fan So next week's episode Of the Either Or podcast Beatles versus Rolling Stones
1: Whoa, that's that's
4: tough
0: And it is So good I'm really proud no, of this no, one. I want you guys it's, it's, to listen. It's it's Beatles it's all day, every really day. Really fun.
4: Props to the Stones. They're still around. Props. Beatles all day, every day.
3: That yeah. topic is not for the faint of heart. Like, you yeah. have to show up with your game face on. Yeah. All day,
5: every day. I got. I'm say, really disappointed that Nickelback's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, in the, fact, you're the only one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to actually just do a, a little uh, little Star Wars choices here with you guys, really quick here. Really quick, impromptu Star Wars choices. So this is just the tip, Star Wars choices? Just the tip. Beatles versus Stones. Round Robin, really quick. Greg, Beatles versus Stones. Who do you Beatles, pick? Beatles. Okay. Greg, Beatles, Beatles. Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. All right, Dave? Lemon Beatles. McCartney all day long. Okay. Beatles. Dave, Beatles. All right, Scott.
1: God, God I. you know what? I'm going to have to go with Beatles, but Stones Ooh. are like
3: just right there. They're right there. I swear to God, Stones are freaking phenomenal. It's, but It's it's. It's like picking between Bill Russell and Michael Jordan for the greatest basketball player ever. Seriously. Nico. It, it Nico, Beatles they're,
4: or Stones? They're really good. They're not the Beatles. Nico. Beatles. Just Beatles. don't make me
5: listen to the last 45 seconds of the last song on the Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club band <laughs> album because that shit gives me nightmares. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 you
3: know, I, I wish my better half would be on this because mm. she would gladly take us all on. She is a die-hard Stones mm. Aficionado
0: yeah well i I also this is going to be five nothing wrong. beatles it 's got to be five nothing Beatles, but the stones are so good and such a huge part of music history, and really they're t- it 's almost two different genres um, when when you break it down, but um, both both bands, both bands are so influential on on modern music today um, and for the last fifty years that you you have to listen to this episode chris and jimmy did such a great job um so check it out this coming friday a week from today as we air the show uh that would be what's the date on that that would be april 17th seven well today is 24th. april 17th so april 24th oh, uh, yeah, either or week. beatles versus stones will drop so check it out please so greg check because
3: you were so adamant I'm assuming the Beatles would be on your Mount Rushmore of rock music groups. Would the Rolling Stones also be one of the other four heads on that Mount Rushmore? Mm.
4: Uh just off the top of my they they would be in the running for it. I don't know for sure I'd have to think about it, but they would definitely be in the running for it, sure. Absolutely.
3: Okay. So not a definitive no.
4: Not a definitive no. Okay. Not. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. I mean I I agree of their of their place. I agree with their place in music history. It is well-deserved. Their music is still holds up to this day, but it's not the Beatles. Right. Plus,
3: Keith Richards is a vampire.
4: Keith Richards is <laughs> something this world has not ever seen before and will never see again. Uh, well, it's, it's not like he's ever going to leave this planet. He's going to be here when we're all gone, which I'll just
0: admit it. I'll talk about yeah, the walking dead. I mean, my yeah,
4: why, why
1: aren't we uh, finding antibodies in, in Keith Richards right now? Seriously, to stop, yeah, stop COVID. Seriously.
5: I <laughs> mean, really, all the antibodies in his body are drugs and alcohol. Let's be real. It's just in the right combination and amounts that nobody else has figured out.
0: That's right. Exactly. All, all right, right, guys. Alchemist. We got some uh, news to cover. Let's hit it.
5: From ABC News World Headquarters.
0: This is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the wretched hive. So be it. Well, if you have tickets to Comic-Con this summer, or, oh, I don't know, what's that other Star Wars thing that's happening in August, or was supposed to happen? Star Wars celebration? celebration? Celebration, yeah, that's right. Did anyone buy tickets for that? Oh, that's right. I did. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Well, well, they're they're not officially canceled yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I had tickets to
4: WonderCon, and that was supposed to be this last weekend. So I was going to have a big, fantastic report of WonderCon coming this very show. But no, it was not meant to be.
0: It's not looking good. It's not looking good for our big events this summer. Actually... Breaking news today, Governor Newsom. Today as we record the show, April 15th, 2020. By the way, oh, oh gosh, I'm so uh I'm so uh, thankful that I remembered this. As we record the show, today is my lovely wife's birthday. Happy birthday, I'm- Lisa. Aww. I'm
3: glad. Happy you- birthday. You- this- if we were going to do the whole show without mentioning it, I was going to do a great Gag at the end to just make up for it. Oh. So thank you for for stealing my comic thunder from
0: me. <laughs> you can still steal. it We'll, we'll just. For, I'll right. shoot. All I'll right. forget about.
5: You this. can gag later, Dave. Don't worry.
0: And you I also put and in,
4: the, in the show notes, Dave. That's what you should have done. Put it in the show notes, and I, was...
0: nobody
3: would have found it there, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I know we also we also had another birthday on the show. Really quick, Scott had a birthday since we recorded last. Very true. It? So happy birthday, what? my friend. And
4: oh. also having a birthday. Uh, Steve also had a birthday. Nico had a birthday a couple months ago. That's right. I had a birthday a, month, a couple months before that, and then before that was Dave. So
3: you yes, actually all that's had right.
5: birthdays. Steve, my no. birthday right now. My birthday was legit thirty-one days ago.
3: Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, yeah, is so
0: hard.
1: Well, thanks, Greg, for totally diminishing the April birthdays like motherfuckers that we are.
0: Yeah. Wow. And actually, like e- e- everybody that was alive a year ago and is still alive today has had a birthday. So happy birthday, everybody.
5: It's like we all have a birthday every year. Yeah.
0: yeah. But mostly happy uh, birthday, you know Lisa, because it's her birthdays day today.
4: It's just completely ruined all of my whole 2020. It's
0: because they're all. Oh. Yeah. April birthday sucked this year. I Gotta say, my my birthday was kind of like, ah, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Man,
1: I was gonna take my stimulus check and buy Greg a webcam,
3: but fuck that. Now. <laughs> you kind of you sounded like Toby from the office, there, Steve. You know? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was my birthday, and
0: <laughs> well, it, it's kind of you know, I, I I just I wasn't in the mood to really celebrate. I don't know. No, I get it. I yeah. get it. I mean, you know, everyone's staying home and. Yeah, work is, you know, crazy with all the public health stuff going on. So whatever. But I had a great day. And and Lisa, I love you. And I hope you had a great day, too. All right. OK, enough of that. All right. She doesn't listen to the show. So (laughs) that's a good point. I just want to throw out because it's a little
3: apropos. Yes, I think Comic-Con will be canceled. Yes, I think Star Wars Celebration will be canceled. Haven't been canceled yet. Christine and I had to request our first refund for concert tickets. Yeah. For the Rolling Stones on May 8th in San Diego.
0: <laughs> oh. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe that's a. Look, uh, those so. were. Pri- that was a
3: pricey <clears throat> show. So we're like, we're just. We're going to take that money back right now. And someday when they reannounce it, then we'll see about reinvesting
0: it. That may be a harbinger <laughs> of doom for, uh, for the Rolling Stones on next week's Either Or podcast, too. You never know. Mm. Uh, anyhow. All right. So Governor Newsom today, as we record the show, April 15th. Uh commented on the possibility of large scale events taking place in the state. Um raising doubts about Comic Con International in San Diego taking place later this year. Uh basically calling big events bad news for uh well actually uh sorry, this is a reporter, Kathleen Run Runyon, um uh the AP national reporter tweeting bad news for concert venues, sports. And stadium events. Um, the prospect of mass gatherings is negligible at best, said the governor. Um, until we get herd immunity and we get a vaccine. And that's not happening for 12 to 18 months, guys. I'll tell you that. Uh, continuing his quote, large scale events that bring in hundreds, thousands or tens of thousands of strangers is Not in the cards," Newsom said. So this summer, um, guys, I I'm looking at this San Diego Comic Con. When is that? July, normally. July. Yeah, Yeah, and and like the
3: yeah third fourth week of July somewhere. Yeah.
0: So that's that is not seeming likely right now. And then uh, Star Wars Celebration would have been in August, also. uh, From this reporter's viewpoint, not looking very likely to happen. Not canceled yet, to your point, Dave, but I'd say the chances are slim and none.
4: Well, and as states, you know, kind of make up their mind of what they're gonna do, California has kind of been on I guess I guess you would say they've been on the leading edge of a, of a bunch of this stuff. Yeah. But taking into account the way he's wording that, you know, events where there's hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people, you know, that's not just our little nerd stuff, funny thing, uh-huh. funny games, the the Comic Con, WonderCon. That's the concerts, like Dave was talking about. That's baseball games. That's that's anything, football games. Any anything that's, right. you know, large people. I mean, that's that's going to the movies, guys. I mean, because movie theaters fit a couple hundred people, you know, yeah, in a, in a theater. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, yeah. you know, people keep saying, you know, maybe mid-May, maybe mid-May. Now it's, you know, <clears throat> who, who who even knows? This is going to be it for the foreseeable future, you
0: know? Yep. I
3: I was going to say, so a ripple effect on that off of the sports thing, though, is I'm looking at the college football season and if the college football season is going to be able to happen. And the ripple effect of that outside of the the jobs that are generated for everybody by, you know, 70,000 people going to cheer on their alma mater is that college football really funds almost every other sport at a college. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's football one, basketball a very men's basketball a very distant second, and then everything else is pretty much a a lost leader. The mm-hmm. the money is made up for from college football pretty much. So if college sports loses, you know, part or all of the college football season, the ripple effect for that across student athletics and therefore students getting an education would be a very very big scar across that particular generation in this
0: country. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it.
3: And for more happy news, I'll throw it back to my colleague, Steve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have some happy news. Uh, Bob Iger is back. (laughs) Um, Never
2: left. I like enthusiasm. Yes, he does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) um, Bottom line is with this... I mean, we Disney is you know once upon a time the infallible company, right? Like there's, I mean, Disney owns everything. There's no way they could be losing money, right? Uh, well, the <laughs> parks. Hold are, my beer. The parks are yeah. closed. The parks when, are closed. When, when
4: all of your when all of your revenue streams are tied up in the entertainment industry, and there is no, <laughs> no right? entertainment industry,
0: nobody's going to the movies. The parks are closed. Um, the former. There's this dope. is uh, sorry. No no sports to broadcast on ESPN. Right. ESPN is broadcasting Disney reruns. Um, NewYorkTimes.com reporting uh, in their column, The Media Equation, Bob Iger thought he was leaving on top. Now he's fighting for Disney's life. The former CEO thought he was riding into the sunset. Now he's reasserting control and reimagining Disney as a company with fewer employees and more thermometers. So there's talk. On the as as an annual pass holder, it's something that I I look at the uh, Disneyland blogs, and there are there's a lot of talk about how Disneyland may reopen, and one of the leading theories is that uh, they may have temperature checks when you walk in. Um, if there's not an instant, like a, a blood check that you can, uh, that's like a five minute very quick blood check that you can do, which they're working on. Uh, they may just be checking temperatures as you're walking into the park. I mean, not New any time. Types... Hmm.
3: New Jersey is testing a saliva test hmm. that's supposed to have a reaction time similar to that, Steve. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's Sorry. okay. That's okay.
4: You know, I'll, I'll jump in here since you mentioned Disneyland and their efforts and what how things will look when they change the park. Mm-hmm. People who are going through the Disneyland apps, if, because if for people who have gone recently to get on Rise of the Resistance, you have to basically mm-hmm. register to get on the ride. Through the disneyland app on your phone and there's a virtual queue well it recently like after the period they've shut down they've updated that app and there is now a whole section on the app that is called virtual queues so it looks like that there will be virtual queues for the the, if not the entire park then definitely the main the main themed ride so
3: and and just to keep the streak alive. The rise of resistance ride has been breaking down two to three times a day,
0: even with the park closed,
3: <laughs> even still because the consistency is a part of the Disneyland brand.
0: Oh, that's pretty good. Dave, <laughs> somebody tweeted that on our, our, our Twitter right now Con- confirmed rise of the resistance still breaking down two to three times a day. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So Iger's back, um, Thought he was out, they pulled him back in. Um, in the meantime, also to his cre- to his credit, you know,
4: yeah. just wrapping up on Bob Iger there. To his credit, yeah, he's sure. not taking a salary while he's working. So, oh, good
0: for him.
3: Yes, um, I and his bonuses. Because let's be real here: when you're when these. Large company CEOs, they do get paid an outlandish amount of money just to be a CEO, but that's just a drop in the bucket compared with what their bonus structure typically is. I mean, that's where their real, just filthy, you know, go F yourself money really comes from. Yes. He's not going to, I mean, none of, no executive in the United States is going to be making a significant bonus this year unless you're working right. for, you know, Target or Ralph's or, you know, Kroger, one of the grocery stores everybody's performance targets are going to be non-existent this year. So when Bob took a salary cut, like that actually means something this year yeah. because he's not going to get a $64 million bonus. Right. Which is often what happens is they're like, oh, I'll take a salary cut. It's like, what do you care? You're making 10 times your salary as your bonus, which isn't being touched by this.
0: Right. In, in the meantime, Disney announced today, again, as we record the show, April 15th, um, Disney is offering select films on digital HD and 4K for $5 through May. So you can go online and uh, download your digital copy of select films for 5 bucks.
3: And it, it, it's a good list. I was looking at that list earlier. Yeah. And they're doing it. It's not a group of films that's just available for the whole month. It's like every week there's a theme. So if you want to get your particular movie, you have to pay attention to when it comes up on sale. And it it's a good list. It's a good variety. And they're they're including stuff from the 20th Century Fox library in there. Uh, they've got a week of their animated movies. Uh, honestly, at the end of it, they're going to have uh, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin all available for $5 apiece at 4K quality. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that because yeah. I love all three of
0: those films. Yeah, that's great. So the first week is uh, Feel Good Movies. April 14th through the 20th. Again, starting at four ninety nine. Bohemian Rhapsody is the first uh, movie on the list. That's a great uh, movie. The Queen biopic. Um, the Greatest Showman. Napoleon Dynamite. Very funny. So there's The Devil Wears Prada. There's some big um, big titles here. Pretty Woman. Haven't seen that in a while. Um, Little Miss Sunshine. The Joy Luck Club. Um, the next block is Earth day, so you've got uh African cats bears born in China, chimpanzee earth, which I assume is um, like a documentary or something Ghosts in the mountain, monkey kingdom oceans, family fun flicks and you've got uh ooh you got may the fourth hello april twenty eighth through may the fourth starting at four ninety nine eight uh each. In H D or Ultra H D, all the Star Wars movies. You've got Star Wars starting with episode four in the original release order. So you got four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, rogue one, eight, solo, and nine.
3: And then at the end. And then at the uh,
0: Yeah. And then Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga Bundle. So is now, that that's not, not
3: going for five bucks. Is that nine I'm times? I'm pretty sure
0: it's not. Nine times but, five, 45 bucks, though?
3: That, yeah, that's 45 bucks. And that thing, that bundle would normally retail for about
0: $100. That's pretty sweet.
5: I'd buy I that mean, even still, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, 10 bucks a movie instead of five bucks a movie. So.
0: Yeah. And then there's uh, a block called Game Changers. Um, action movies. <laughs> Check out this list of uh, action movies. Armageddon, The A-Team, Con Air, Die Hard, Enemy of the State, Fight Club, Gone in 60 Seconds, Speed, Kingsman, Secret Service, Man on Fire, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Pearl Harbor, Ross Steel Red Sparrow, Tombstone. Ooh, Tombstone.
3: So Man on Fire... Is just one of the most un-Disney movies I could ever possibly imagine.
0: <laughs> I didn't catch it. See that one.
3: That that it takes a dark turn. It's yeah. it's Denzel Washington just kind of flipping out and losing his mind and going on a one man vengeance against a, a South American drug cartel. And he's just he's killing him in just some of the most awful ways imaginable, like jamming plastic explosive up somebody's anus and Getting him to confess before setting the bomb off. Like it just it it takes a really, really weird turn.
4: So you watch this right after the Apple Dumpling Gang is what you do, right? (laughs) Yes you do. Yes
3: you do. And I'm not gonna lie, that was that was a movie I went to on a blind date like many, many years ago when it first came out. That was
0: just awkward. (laughs) (laughs) You know what she said after? Roll it again. That's what she said after well done oh my god, scott well done scott oh scott you're my hero <laughs> god.
1: sorry but, guys i wasn't participating i was listening to the conversation but damn it you oh, put me on a quest and damn. i had to fulfill it so That's, i'm glad that, that, that you fantastic. have me
5: as the big picture also on your video chat there i like that
0: mm. Now, Scott, I'm gonna be? I'm gonna make you I'm gonna make you redo that though because you have to use our current logo. We can't post that online because of that uh, image of that Jedi that's there. That'll oh yeah, no trouble. no worries. Okay, no worries. I'll oh, switch this I, off. Yeah. You know what I love though? Oh, it's not like Disney
3: has the money to go after us anymore.
0: Steve, live a great, little. That's a, <laughs> that's a great point. Jesus, uh, but, Bobo's
5: know, got other things on his he, mind other than chasing.
0: What I, what you I, whole what I love,
5: it's
1: like, come on, Disney, bring it on! What bitch. I
0: love about the what you did there is that her her um, her breasts are bent around the logo, so you, you bent it. So that oh yeah, it models
3: do, do, do you know you, how I did
0: that? You bent that was... it
3: like Beckham. That's how you did it. <laughs>
5: did did you did you put the shirt on and then take a picture of yourself wearing it? No, no, oh, guys.
3: Wow. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: Fucking Nico. Oh. God, God Nico. damn Nico.
5: <laughs> oh. Hey, Scott. Nico. Yeah. Fuck you, Scott. Fuck you, Nico. Oh, wow. There you go. Oh, here's how I got, God, here's
0: how I got it to form strong. fit on her. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <All laughs> this this right, is uncomfortable. This is really getting uncomfortable.
5: All right. so a lot of weird selfies there, Scott. Oh. <laughs> That, that was Lucasfilm? that was Miss Jackie, Miss Miss Prescott High. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I thought she was too pretty for to you. Um, I thought it was just good makeup. <laughs>
0: okay, children, let's calm down. Um okay. all right. Ooh, great story I read today on screenrat.com. I know it's, it's it's a little bit of a uh, shocker there, but uh, sorry screenrat, but screenrat.com reporting the Rogue Run, <laughs> Rogue One, Rogue Run, Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Run, 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 run.
2: Arr, 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 arr.
0: Rogue Run, the Rogue One prequel, say that five times fast, Rogue One prequel show that is, uh, they're aiming to debut on Disney Plus, eventually, um, that was uh, put on hiatus due to the coronavirus and a pandemic, did have Six weeks of pre-production before shutdown. Now we haven't had a lot of news about the Cassian andor Star Wars series uh, but it had been in production reportedly for six weeks. and get this is still in production in pre-production. what with yeah with the uh those that are working on it are working remotely on it just like many of us are now and i so i thought that was cool that they're they're marching forward making this cassian andor production or the show and they're working remotely on it so that kind of got me excited and, and happy because i'm really pumped about this show i love the the i loved rogue one it's in my top 3 star wars movies i really think it's a strong movie i like the character of cassian andor i want to see this show and i'm really stoked that they're moving forward what do you guys think? Yeah. No,
1: I'm glad that um, there's news about this, that they are have the ability to do this. And yeah. this has been a tough time for a lot of people to find a, a creative way to keep that that business going. I mean, I, I do the photography thing. You guys know that. And I, it's it's been really difficult trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to keep moving through all this.
0: So the fact that they can do that is <clears throat> that's, that's amazing. Cool. It is cool. It is cool.
5: Yeah. If uh, I'm real about this show, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it coming out because the the character of Kathleen Andor, from what we saw in Rogue One, we saw a lot of development in that character, right? Mm-hmm. He went from yeah. a very, like, scandalous kind of outlaw, ready to pull the trigger when it needs to be done no matter what.
0: He was an assassin, ca- yeah.
5: Exactly that doesn't feel like a Disney show to me. Hmm. You know, like, we see, I don't know, like, we see all of that same kind of, you know, like, shoot first, ask questions later kind of thing in The Mandalorian, but we know he's a bounty hunter. Like, he's already in our eyes the not-a-good guy, Hmm. and we're doing the same character development where we're watching him kind of become more human we're watching him you know care for the child and make friends with these different people along the way and you know create these relationships and all that kind of stuff but Cassian Andor this show is going to be regressing that character development that we saw in Rogue One we're going to see a really really like bad guy I feel like and if it's not that it's to me is going to be kind of disappointing because that's where we start in Rogue One with that character is that he's not a good dude he like will leave a man behind he will pull a trigger you know without questioning the motives behind it he will do some shady shit just because that's what needs to be done to stay alive and do what he's got to do well he's totally
0: committed to his cause at no matter what the cost
5: exactly yeah yeah, yeah, but still, he's doing some really shady shit. I mean, in the very beginning, you see him talking with the guy who's one of his informants, and he just kind of like, mm, "Sucks for you, dude." Later, yeah. like shoots him, him in, yeah, yeah, shoots him in the gut, and then runs and leaves him. It's like, I don't have to run faster than the bear. I just got to run faster than you. <laughs> like, yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of yeah. curious to see how Disney's gonna do that for this show. Because if they don't make him as bad as a guy as my brain thinks he is from the beginning of the Rogue One movie, it's going to be really disappointing if he's like a a good dude throughout the show. And then he's just a bad dude in the beginning of the movie and then a good guy again later. It's going to be really weird. So I think they have this fine line to walk with this character. And it just doesn't feel like it's a Disney kind of situation to me. But that's just...
1: Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I, I like how you're presenting that, but let's. And I, you, you guys know me. I'm not the one to give Disney the benefit of the doubt, but if they can pull this off in a decently dark way, this might be, dare I say, even better than The Mandalorian. Like it could be a dark, gritty story about the buildup to this character as we see him in, in his final moments in Rogue One. I think, no, you totally nailed it, Nico. It, it, if they don't do that, they do a total disservice to the character and the story that we saw in Rogue One. Yeah.
0: Well, keep in mind, Rogue One was made uh, under the banner of the the new Disney hierarchy. Yeah. It was after the sale, so they could do it.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I think the the justification for that, though, under the Disney banner, is you see the redemption of the character throughout the movie, right? He becomes mm. the good guy mm. who makes the sacrifice to mm. save people, right? But, in yeah. this show, he's not gonna be that guy, or he at yeah. least he better not be that guy because we watch him become that guy and struggle with that that development throughout the movie.
1: i I think you can pull that right. off in a series. If you want to keep it dark, keep it dark. But you can also see, like Steve was pointing out, I think you can show somebody who's dedicated to a cause and thinking what they're doing is right. I'm just hoping based off of this conversation between you guys that they don't do what they did with the prequels, like with the Anakin character, they don't just fluff it up for kids. Like Mm -hmm. they could keep this very dark and very real and adult and still pull it off in a Disney sense. You're right, Steve. It's a, it's all under the Disney banner. Rogue one was one of the better uh, films out of the prequel or the the sequel films and the solo stories. But yeah, I don't know. It, It, if they do it right, uh, who was the creator? The guy that did, um, oh, God, what's his name?
0: <sighs> the director, Gareth Edwards?
1: Not Gareth Edwards. The guy who actually wrote the story is the guy who worked on the prequel films, and he was
4: the guy who invented Photoshop. Um, oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Now I got, now I got the guy's face. Um, yeah. Oh, we're going to sit here and we're going to do this. aren't we? John
5: Adobe. God <laughs> let's
1: let's it.
4: go with that. It is <laughs> John. It is John though. You're on the right track.
1: I think you're right. Um But anyway, if they have him attached in any way to kind of keep that story and that character alive, I think they could do a fantastic job with it.
0: Yeah. John Knoll. John Knoll. John
4: Knoll, thank you.
0: Wasn't it it was John Knoll that in, invented uh, it wasn't Lassiter that did the Photoshop? Um, no. Was he, no, no, it that's Okay, sorry. He, oh, okay. got,
4: he got a story credit because he's the one who went up and pitched. He the did story the pitch.
0: The yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, he was, created
1: Rogue hmm. one. They built the story around his story pitch.
0: Yeah. So got it. Well, yeah. I was stoked to see this story and I'm really happy that, that, uh, they're continuing in some ways to continue pre-production on, on the Rogue one prequel did show.
4: Do we know I'm who's stoked. doing the show? Because obviously Fabro is in mm. on, on Mandalorian still Fabro and Filoni and, and, um, I'm sorry, I forget the uh, fine lady's name, but the, she directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, and she's actually working on the Obi-Wan show, um, even though that is on on hold and delayed. Uh, even before the coronavirus stuff, do we know who's working on the Obi-Wan show?
0: Deborah Chow is that? Deborah who we're Chow talking? is is the one that's doing the um, the Obi-Wan show, I think. Okay. Um, so that's a great question the only the only person that's mentioned here uh special effects supervisor neil scanlan confirmed that the casting andor series has oh, been in pre production neil. neil's solid yeah now he's been he's been at this for <laughs> for for years um there's an it doesn't really talk no th- this article does not mention who's who like the showrunner is for for this show who's in charge it does. Uh, there are references to the other Star Wars properties that are in development, with uh, Kevin Fegi developing a Star Wars movie, despite fan backlash from the Last Jedi. Uh, Disney is still moving forward with Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Uh, that's still moving forward, guys. Um,
5: a trilogy and of Ryan's Johnsons. You and, and when, you and know, when we when we say wait. moving forward,
3: we mean neither side seems to be willing to commit that it's moving forward. <laughs>
5: <laughs> just to be
3: just to be clear about that
5: mutually like sam, agree like, to go nowhere
3: like sam Raimi is dropping more hints about doctor strange 2 than than ryan johnson is giving direct answers to this trilogy
0: well if that's not a transition i don't know what is well, let's, wait, let's, before,
3: yeah. we, before we do that though i had a transition though we're yeah. talking about star wars tv have we talked about the final series of clone wars that's airing right now we I have, don't think we have.
0: We have not, we have. and uh, well, a, a little bit. We have uh, over the last couple of weeks. We haven't gotten deep into it, um, but yeah, I'm caught up on that show. Except, well, I'm one week behind. I'm caught up on that series. Uh, Nico it, is not. Anybody else watching it? I'm not watching it at all. Okay.
1: I, I I need to catch up. I'm only two episodes in. Hold on. Let's let's transition right back real quick. Steve, you're gonna love this because I think you or some other friends of mine are really big fans of this. It is Steven Schiff who is the showrunner, who was also notable for working on The Americans.
4: Oh, oh working on the Rogue oh, One. Oh, nice. God, yeah.
0: that's a great series. Excellent. The Americans yeah, is so excellent. Good. I'm telling all you,
4: right. man it's it seems like TV is where it's at right now. They're pulling yes, really in all these great content creators and <laughs> making really thanks, Lou. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> making really riveting, riveting programming. You know, movies are really hit and miss, but uh, TV content
3: is fucking
5: knocking it <laughs> out. So
3: think... literally, clearly only barks at people she knows and doesn't bark at
0: strangers, and that's the problem. Well, movies are hit and miss unless you're a uh, Marvel, and that is uh, there, there are some Marvel stories in the news we need to cover. And uh, Dave alluded to this story earlier. Sam Raimi all but confirms. I guess he's sort of offhandedly confirmed, according to Collider.com, that he is directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange 2, Sam Raimi, uh, director of Spider-Man 2 and the early Spider-Man films. Did he Did he direct Spider-Man all one, three? One, one, two, one and three. three. One and three, okay. No, one, two oh, one, two, and three. three. Oh, one, two, and, two and three. three. Okay, all right, yep. sir. One through three, okay. But, but so,
1: sir, you're missing the greatest... Of all of those, and that's the Evil Dead trilogy. So,
3: <laughs> well, groovy, baby. Do groovy.
5: we know anything about the Doctor Strange two like plot? Do we know who it's is in the multiverse of the madness? We know that the much.
3: antagonist. We, we know Elizabeth Olsen will be in it.
5: Yes, we know Elizabeth Olsen Do will we know be in who's mind. going to be voicing goreth I am. Oh, wow! Good for you, <laughs> That's a great gig.
0: Uh, Sam Raimi we do have a quote from him on uh, Collider.com He says I love Doctor Strange as a kid But he was always after Spider-Man and Batman for me He was probably at number 5 for me of great comic book characters He was so original but when he had that moment in Spider-Man 2 I had no I- idea that we would ever be making a Doctor Strange movie So it was really funny to me that he co- uh, coincidentally uh, that line was in the movie I got to say, I wish I had the foresight to know that I was going to be involved in the project. And that's how he dropped the uh, announcement, I guess, that he is directing Doctor Strange 2.
5: Pretty cool.
4: Not an official announcement. Right. Let's, uh, let's not get too excited. Well, but he's,
5: I, he's, all, but He's right. involved in the project. Yes, yes, he's a known director. He's involved. What else might he do? But it doesn't say he's directing. Maybe he's a producer. Well, can I say if he is directing this? Let's just say, let's
1: hope we're getting Spider-Man two directing quality and not Spider-Man three directing quality. That's that's where I want to go with this.
4: Yeah, you know, we've talked about that quite a bit, though. I mean, it's and and do we put that on him or do we put that on him doing what the studio wanted? You know what I mean? Where right. Do
3: we, where do we where do we it's, put it's that both. blame? It, it, it's both.
4: Yeah, because if he's not into the project because of the demands that the studio are putting on him, then he's just going to push it out there, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Before we get too far Squish. away from, from Star Wars TV, i got to <laughs> back up here. Squish just just, uh, just uh, jumping around Collider.com here and notice that Disney Plus will be releasing an eight-episode behind-the-scenes look at the making of The Mandalorian. I think was
4: coming out on May the 4th.
0: May the 4th, Mm -hmm. called Disney Gallery The Mandalorian. Executive producer Jon Favreau invites the cast and crew to share an unprecedented look at the making of the series, which quickly became a pop culture phenomenon after premiering in November. So that sounds really fun. And I I can
3: tell you that the title card is just stunning for that. Hmm. That's all I've seen. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm excited Tyler to see parts, that because
4: themselves. yeah, I, I'm excited to see that because I can't get enough Mandalorian content. I really can't. I think yes. it's the the, the the best thing to come out of Star Wars, you know, in you,
1: a long
0: time. You and everybody down. else. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, uh,
4: yeah. Wow. Greg and I
1: agree wholeheartedly, like 100 percent on something. I am wow. excited about this. Uh, First one, time in four years. Jump... Yeah, I I want to say I'm just one of those geeks that in the old days I loved. Commentary tracks. I love behind the scene documentaries. I loved all that stuff. So to have the do have them doing a whole series on this, that's fantastic.
4: Yeah, great but, move. But guys. I I think what it leads to is that or what what leads to this is that they're just they're hard up for content. They're yes. they're desperate for things to put out there. Because,
5: there you go. Yeah. Well, or
0: I mean, it's the not other way, the way to other thing I would,
4: you would ever expect to be saying.
0: Well, I mean the 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 more positive way to spin that is that they're trying to not that they're hard up for contact but Content, but that they're wanting to leverage and you know squeeze as much as they can out of something that's already really popular. I mean
1: But but are right. we are we pissed about that? Are we arguing about that? Seriously, even if they are yes. they're hard up about content, <laughs> let's Yes we are. <laughs> Wait, would you Wait, are you have...
0: are you about to defend Disney?
1: I am, so please let me do this. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> Sit back wow. and report this. All right, yeah. Enjoy okay, the shit out of this for one minute. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Do we accept the fact that Disney's hard up for content for Disney+, and we get to see how many episodes? Eight episodes?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Eight episodes of a show that we freaking love. Yeah, count it off, Nico. Or do we get the fucking Tiger King? Seriously, I'm taking this over Tiger King any day, okay? I'm Mm. done with that Netflix shit.
4: Have you watched Tiger King? Oh,
1: God, please
4: stop, stop, stop. (laughs) So good. It's like
1: fucking three years of the Trump presidency. I swear to God, don't
4: kill me. As good as the Tiger King was they had a cash grab that just recently came out a bo- a special bonus episode. I literally watched about 90 seconds of it and had to turn it off. It was <laughs> that awful after 90 seconds. I had to turn it off.
1: Yeah. I'm I the, I, not, I'm, I want me. my Mandalorian screw Joe
0: exotic
1: or whatever the hell.
0: <laughs> All right. Also in the Marvel universe reporting John Krasinski from mm. the office, everybody's favorite actor. John Krasinski met with Marvel to talk about undisclosed MCU projects, what character?
2: Reed Richards,
0: <laughs> Mister Fantastic. Might yeah. John Krasinski Ooh, be yeah. playing? Yeah, Okay.
3: And, oh. and by the way, if that's what's happening, cast Emily Blunt as Sue Richards, The Invisible. Yes. Yeah. Where to God, that's the perfect casting right there.
5: Wait, but I mean, okay, I see the looks, but like, is Reed really like a witty, kind of funny guy? I think I, John, he's like top he three, three of the, the most intelligent to people. A bit. Yeah.
3: I think I think John could stretch himself in the role. Yeah.
1: I think he can play that serious role, but have a little bit of fun with it. Like, like yeah. right
3: yeah. right past Scott. Nope. Uh, All right. He could stretch himself in the stretch role. It's Mr. Fantastic. Role.
0: See what he did there? Oh, sorry. Am I a little bit? I'm a little bit delayed. Steve <laughs> got that. There he goes.
3: doesn't even read the damn comic book. <laughs>
1: that joke was. A oh, it's stretch, a comic book. Dave. All right, guys. I'm getting a delay, so I think Dave's trying to make a joke here about Reed Richards stretching himself. Hmm.
4: It was a know. reach, Scott. And in, in, in your defense, it was a reach.
3: Oh, damn! Look at Greg's oh, joining F in. you, Greg. I've been nothing but nice to you tonight.
0: <laughs> All right. Um. Nico's upset about something, and that. Can only mean this. Submitted for your approval. A lone millennial on a Star Wars podcast packed with the opinions of old men. old men. They believe, as old men often do, that their knowledge is fact and that the facts are on their side. They don't know. They but don't what know. they don't know is they're about to climb aboard a Carillion cruiser, and the captain is heading straight to the center of the Nico Zone. The Nico Zone. The Zone. <sighs> Oh my. nico Nico rodriguez good morning i i love i start playing the bumper and immediately pops open three cans and just chugs three cans of beer right there nico (laughs) nico what's on your mind tonight
5: fuck this stimulus bullshit (laughs) (laughs) fuck your 1200 hundred dollar checks fuck your unemployment fuck your extra money on your unemployment I'm working full-time at a hospital, cleaning rooms where there's suspected COVID cases, making $14 an hour because I work for the federal government instead of any state... Ugh, excuse me, that's a lot of beer I just drank. <laughs> <laughs> instead of having a state job and working for the state minimum wage of $15 an hour, I work for the federal yeah. government. I make fourteen seventy five an hour, busting my ass, Working overtime because people are sick and they're not here. I'm working 100 hours a week. My last paycheck was like $1,200, okay? My friends are making $1,000 a week on fucking unemployment right now. Jerking off, squish, squish, splooge, splat, eating fucking Hershey's Kisses shit piles. Not doing anything and I'm risking my ass my wife's ass, my cat's ass, my neighbor's baby's dog's ass <laughs> making less money than these motherfuckers not doing anything, getting unemployment and it pisses me off. Fuck you and your stimulus check and your unemployment checks. <clears throat> Good night. It's not, it's not Star Wars related at all. Well,
1: I, I really have to say thank you to Nico for no. sticking his neck out like that and all that. But that was fantastic. Thank you,
0: <laughs> thank you for that. I, I'm, I'm struggling with At a uh, figuring out how to, uh, how to get back to the show after that. Um, I need, <laughs> I need your help, guys.
4: Where
1: Let's do we do go this. from
4: there? Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, Nico, that's, a, Nico,
1: that's a Buffy the Vampire, the Slayer uh, thank, his, his song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank what? you for the work you're doing, Nico. You're the man. Your friends are a bunch of lazy slugs. Don't be like them. Keep working hard. It'll pay off in the long run.
5: Yeah, no, I'm not really upset about it. I mean, next year when y'all file taxes and you have to deal with that giant oh, yeah. deficit, yeah, and exactly. I get a fat return from all the money that you pay me, yeah, they're going to take away right the shorts. Shorts. Yeah, yep. I- I'm gonna be stoked next year when I file taxes and I get a fat return.
3: And you know but, why, Nico? Because uh... you're playing the long game, my friend.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm there playing for the go.
2: end game.
5: Yeah.
0: Oh, look at you, Mr. Marvel. I know how to bring us back right here. This is how to do it right here. That's that'll do it. That'll. You know, well, actually, you know who can bring
3: us back? I know the only person who can bring us back is Greg. I'm looking right at you.
2: Okay.
4: You're not it's, looking at me at all. You can't see me. I don't. I don't. I have a camera on tonight. It's
3: Mr. Anthony with Daniels. C-3PO. Oh Jesus! Don't with do Anthony
0: it. Daniels no. c 3 You bastard. That,
3: that every time. That yeah.
0: worked. All right. Back to the show here, guys. Um. All right. We we have to cover in the last few minutes of the show. Uh, what's going on with comic books? Dave and uh, Scott, Greg and Nico. Huge comic book guys. Uh, I not so much, but there are. Is that a fat joke? There are ripples. <laughs> there are ripples in the comic book universe. Literally, this is uh, this is something that seems to be uh, on its deathbed. Here, um, this is an industry that is uh, maybe dying. Um, multiple new rep- news reports uh, reading today about Diamond comic distributors uh, which is not a not a monopoly but the primary distributor of well it's a monopoly you can call it a monopoly legally not a legal legally was found not to be a monopoly uh, a few years back but uh, for all uh, uh, you know intents and purposes is a monopoly for all the comic books that uh, we we know and love Um, they are the primary distributor Uh, laying off a large number of um, individuals from their purchasing department in particular. Um, they're furloughing employees beginning today. This is posted April 13th, so that would have been Monday of this week. Uh, regular readers. And this is uh, at bleedingcool.com. Does Bleeding Cool report on comics uh, primarily? or Because there's a lot of comics uh they, they, they Stories It started
3: as a comics reporting site, and now okay. it kind of reports on pop culture. Bas- basically, anything that Rich Johnson thinks he can make a nickel off of getting people to click on is going to be on that site.
5: Yeah. Kind of like us. All right.
0: Uh, the furlough period. So, so Bleeding Cool reached out to Diamond Distributors and uh, got a response. Uh, and uh, the response was, quote, this is a quote from Diamond Distributors. As you know, COVID-19 is having a dramatic impact on business around the globe, and unfortunately, Diamond is no exception. As a result, we have made the difficult decision to furlough some employees. This was not a decision we made lightly, and we only do so to protect our company's financial future And preserve jobs. We've taken several steps already to mitigate our financial exposure, including delaying payment to publishers, extending vending payment terms and significantly reducing executive compensation. Uh, It goes on to give more details about the layoffs, etc. There are uh, there's another story about uh, comic book stores uh, closing sooner than expected, potentially in mid-May uh when distribution um is expected to potentially uh end um another story about uh linking the death of superman with the death of the comic book industry uh, uh the...
3: that one goes down a big rabbit hole i'm almost sorry I yeah. said that.
0: Too. well i yeah. was i was yeah. trying to track <laughs> that story with the rest of these and having a hard time so um Maybe you can piece it all together for us, um, guys. But what, what what is your take on this? Uh, is Dave, is this industry, uh, and we talked about this a little bit two weeks ago, so I don't want to beat a dead horse too much here, but given this news about the furloughs, what does this look like um, for the industry as a whole? Is, is the industry going to survive this pandemic?
3: I, I said it two weeks ago. I don't know that the industry as we know it is going to survive the pandemic and and the reason for that is is a couple but diamond is a monopoly and i don't think it was legally found not to be a monopoly i think it was legally found that it doesn't exercise monopoly power Hmm. and that's the distinction in america it's okay to be a monopoly microsoft was a monopoly when it was the dominant software operating system back in the 90s and early aughts but it never faced legal penalties for it because it was never found to be legally exercising its monopoly power. And that would be a whole series of podcasts in and of itself. Now that's a crock of shit, but whatever. Uh, Diamond is a monopoly. It distributes exclusively all Marvel comics, all DC comics, all image comics, all dark horse comics, all IDW comics. Mm. And I think I'm forgetting one or uh, boom studios and a couple other smaller ones, but you tally all those publishers up and they represent something like 90 to 95% of the output that you would find in a comic book store on any given week. So Diamond is a monopoly because they're the only place you can get all of the books that are going to cause people to come into your shop and buy everything else. They're a monopoly. And they are no longer supplying product to the end users, the comic book stores. The comic book stores are all, virtually all, mom-and-pop operations, single-owned Single shop, single location. And for many of them, they're they're under stay-at-home orders. Most of the big, successful comic stores are in urban areas, yeah. and those places are under stay-at-home orders. So they're, they're not able to be open anyway. But the longer this goes on, the more permanent damage is done because if Diamond – they've furloughed employees right now, and furloughs are horrible, but they're better than layoffs. Furloughs mean we intend to bring you back when the business – comes back up Mm -hmm. if diamond gets to the point where it's doing layoffs and it goes away as a business all of the publishers marvel dc whatever they have no means to get their product to the venues that sell their product and that would be a complete reshuffling of how things are going to be done in the industry going forward it may force a move to a digital only platform which would be a shame for those of us who grew up you know, reading the physical comic books, and comic books have never been interrupted as a a business before. Even through World War II and and the paper shortages that went on, comics were always delivered on time when magazines or newspapers were not. So it's uh, it is an interesting and uncertain time, but I will guarantee that these properties, at least for the big publishers, you know, the Marvels, the DCs, all of those those big intellectual property. Th- uh, characters they're not going to go away we're going to find some way for that work to be seen going forward whether it's digital or something else but the current model that we've all been working under for the last 10 or 15 years probably going to get blown up as a result of this and that may not be a bad thing i i greg scott I'm, i'm sure you guys want a piece of this or tell me where i'm wrong but please jump in
4: no, I think you're I'll I'll jump in first before Scott gets a uh, get gets in on this, but uh I I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, the sad thing about it is this is a a damn near 100-year industry of comics specifically. Um and yeah, I mean through World War II, through all the uh through the through the better part of the, of the of the depression in the 30s, um you know, comics were published and 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 they've had rocky times, but they've always come through and and now we're not seeing that so i i I don't know what it's going to look like for this industry i mean we're actually looking at something that's on its deathbed and it's kind of it's kind of sad
1: yeah yeah uh both greg and dave on this uh i can't agree more um it's it's weird because i know all of us you know steve you brought this up and dave you sent the article i believe to steve to talk about this but we talked now, you, you mentioned the death of Superman um, and how it relates to the death of comics in the 90s, and I'm not going to get into it. It really is something like Dave said. You you would travel down a rabbit hole you don't want to go into right now because you'll talk for seriously a year on this subject.
3: But And we could explain it to you, but it would take us like another hour or so to really oh, yeah. contextualize everything. Easily, thoroughly. easily. And the, the thing, though, is
1: when you look at that, the, the ones who were the comic book fans in that era, the 90s, we saw something where we used to kind of joke that it was the death of comics. It, was, it really was the end of an era, and, and, and that joking around, you know, it did change an entire industry that entire decade, but now we're looking at something unprecedented. I mean, we're looking at how this is affecting society in general, but this industry in itself, like they just Dave and Greg mentioned, it has never happened before. This is something that has gotten kids through a ton of things over the years, World War II. We talked about all of it, you guys mentioned it, but this has never happened. So, and I said kids because as kids, I think kids still enjoy comics, whether it's digital or physical books. There is an essence of escapism like films, like movies when we go to the movies. That has always been there for a generation of kids somewhere, somewhere along the line. And we've all grown up with it. We've all moved on with our lives, but we still love comics. Mm -hmm. I, you know, my son had a whole period of his life that was all about comics, and I introduced him to that. It's kind of how we are with Star Wars we introduce them to the next generation, the next, it's just that feeling. So to have it not happen and there's a possibility of it just ending, that's terrifying to me. I cannot believe almost a hundred years of this is just going to go away like that. It, it, it's frightening.
0: Nico, what does this mean to, to folks that are of your generation? Is, is this going to uh, have an impact on 20 somethings?
5: Um, yes and no. I would say that the percentage of physical copy comic readers um, that are millennials is pretty small compared to older generations. I'd agree with that. Um, I will say though that I have a couple friends. um, One specifically that I work with who still religiously goes to the local comic store at the mall um, next to our house and goes and buys three, four, five, eight issues at a time and takes them home and reads them and buys different variant um, covers of different issues to have in the collection Um, and he is trying to instill that same kind of um, reverence for the physical copies of comics in his niece Um, he takes his niece to the comic store and buys her you know, um, comics, whatever she wants when she's out there. Um, I've seen the two of them at his house when she comes over and she just rifles through all of the comics that he has. And, you know, she's young, probably like six or seven years old and goes for the the bright colored um, covers and you know, the ones that catch her eye or the ones that she reads, she's not really one to like, oh, I like this character. It's just, I like this cover really is what she's all about. But, Mm -hmm. you know, she's still into reading the comics because having the pages of of color in front of her are really cool. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I would say that most millennial readers are digital. So if, honestly, if print comics goes out and marvel and dc are only going to release new issues digitally um i don't think it's going to affect millennial readers really that that much um i know uh there's a couple comics that i read that are almost exclusively except for like issue number one um one comic that uh, I enjoy thoroughly. It's called Vox Machina. It mm. is a comic that's based around a and um, D campaign uh, by a group of people. They call themselves Critical Role. It's um, head by Matt Mercer, who's the DM. They're really it's a popular in the Dungeons and Dragons community. But they made a comic book uh, that's being produced by Dark uh, Dark Horse and it's exclusively uh electronic. It's a you know what you might call a traditional comic book. They're releasing them, you know, by issue and there's, you know, 15 to 25 pages per issue, but it's all digital. Um and they did an an exclusive release of like the first issue as a hard copy and it was like a big deal to have you know the physical issue for that one release, but there's a lot of stuff that's like that where it's you know exclusively digital. So I don't think millennials are really going to have a hard time coping to a full digital release of of comics if it goes that way. Um, it's sad to see physical prints. You know if they're going to go, um, that's super sad. That's you know a huge part of what makes all of you know, this history of all these characters and stories and everything, uh, what they are is having these physical comics is where it all started. But I mean, newspapers are going out of business and pushing towards digital. Um, Magazines are pushing towards digital. There's a lot of stuff that's going that same direction already. And we've had, You know, I don't know if we've had that talk here on the show, but there's a lot of people who are talking about, you know, newsprint is dead. It's all digital news. So comics, unfortunately, are that next step, I think. And this COVID thing might just be that catalyst that makes it start sooner than we want it.
0: Well, we haven't had the the talk in terms of print, but we have had the discussion in terms of um, digital downloads. Versus physical copies of media and movies and television shows, and certainly we're sort of in two camps on this show, in terms of collecting physical versus digital media. One of the things I think about are the artists. Um, You know, I mean, so you guys are of course much bigger fans than I am, but you know, you you know the Stan Lees of the world and the Steve Ditkos and the Todd McFarlands, but and I'm sure you guys can rattle off a lot of many others. and i so I'm going to pose this to you. How is this going to, to, to any of you, how is this going to impact the art community? I mean, I just see so many, my, my, my kid is in art school and I see so many of his, uh, uh, colleagues in school inspired by comics and, um, so many modern day artists, um, being inspired by art that was created for comic books you know 60 70 years ago and well, I just wonder how 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 this change sorry from uh, from paper to digital media is is gonna change that if at all
3: in terms of inspiring people from being able to see it I don't know that it's there it's going to I don't know that's going to change that I mean at the end of the day you're producing a sequel you know, a page of sequential art and you're still going to be able to, to follow that and see that and read that if it's on your, your iPad versus the tactile sensation of, of holding, mm. you know, the the paper pamphlet or the paper, paper trade paperback in your, in your hands and reading it that way. Uh, in terms of maybe the physical connectedness of how does that happen? You know, it, mm. When you're holding the piece of paper and you're looking at a, a art that's drawn on paper, you think, oh, it, it draw, you know you draw it on paper. I can get a piece of paper and I can draw this myself. I don't know if the connection is going to be there looking at it on a, a computer screen that way because the art is not, all, is not typically done initially on computer for most comic books that are done. Not all, but most comic books that are done.
5: Are you sure about that though, Dave?
3: A, a lot of stuff is still. A lot of stuff is still done. You know, I I'm making the gesture, and I realized my hand was out of frame. Sorry. You know, hand dry, drawing it on paper, and then they do things with that hand drawing after the fact. They may ink it or color it or do things like that. But the initial drawings are done pencil to paper still a lot of times.
4: Yeah, the, I mean the medium is catching up as far as digital tablet technology, but it, that was the biggest drawback is you could is the the point on a pencil just couldn't be replicated by a computer and Mm. and and now that that's catching up you'll start to see that switch but i i think dave's right especially for a lot of guys who've been in the business for a long time that's how they've always drawn you know they having to learn a new skill in using a, a tablet to to draw um a digital tablet to draw is just something they don't it's just something they don't have right now and it's not there for a lot of the older guys.
0: Well, my, yeah.
3: And for what, yeah. it, for what it means to those guys and you listed Todd McFarlane with Stanley and Steve Ditko, which kind of, kind of hurt me a little bit, but we're going to, we're going to roll with that. And what I'm <laughs> going to say is, uh, Todd McFarlane is publicly musing, publicly throwing it out there that, Hey, maybe I'll have to draw a Spider-Man spawn crossover, you know, to help relaunch the industry. <laughs> And Todd McFarlane has for about thirty years sworn on anything available of value, not including his own soul, but anything of value that he would never draw Spider-Man again. He would never work for Marvel Comics again, never pick cotton in the Marvel Cotton in the Marvel Comics field, I think is the term he used. So wow. if he is looking at this current situation and putting it out there publicly, hey, I'm willing to do a crossover, I think that shows you that he's legitimately scared about what the future is going to be for the industry and his company that he's built to exist in that industry.
4: Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I think he wants his industry to survive. I mean, you know, he's he's done very very well in creating a cottage oh. industry of McFarland um products and whatnot uh but he you know he obviously wants the comic industries to survive but i think that as far as him not you know picking cotton in the marvel field i think that you know it would be more of a collaboration than him going back to work for marvel and giving up everything, everything he's got over at uh McMurland studios over there
0: all right, you'll have to you'll have to share with me off the air why why I screwed that up. Um, I just thought of the first three names that came to mind.
3: <laughs> no, 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 it's just it's it's a little just like you know think, thinking of like an, an the old masters, the grandmasters at something, and then uh, and then someone who is is great in their own right, but at the they're still standing on the shoulders of those people no I matter see. what they do.
0: Gotcha. Well,
1: Dave, gotcha. Dave, to be fair, he could have called out Rob Liefeld so. <laughs>
3: Rob Liefeld had a television commercial. Rob Liefeld is legit. Oh, I will, stop,
5: stop, I, stop. I will say, actually, um, Dave, I don't, you know, you and I usually agree on a lot of stuff. Um, I just posted in the chat a mm. video of Todd McFarlane himself drawing Spider-Man digitally on a tablet. Ooh. This is as yeah. of June... 2016 so his never picking cotton in the Marvel fields drawing spider-man oh. ever again might have been after that but he it's... is somebody who's already adopted digital drawing spider-man a marvel character and there's video proof of it happening in that post oh. link. drawing
3: it I, he means drawing it for marvel Hold yeah, yeah, hold on. As opposed yeah. to what what he's doing right there, which is drawing it. But I'm a saying a
5: you, fan. you guys are saying that you know these older artists who are in this industry not adopting, maybe not you know being comfortable with this digital art form. Here's a video that's posted four years ago almost of the man himself, Todd McFarlane, using the digital medium to draw characters that he's comfortable with. Right. So he's showing prowess. In a medium that you're saying he might not be comfortable or, you know, super attuned to using, doing what he does best and drawing these characters digitally.
1: Right. But but to Dave's point and God forbid, I'm actually going to defend Dave on this one, but he left Marvel under circumstances by creating image comics. And that that's I think what Dave's point is on this. Yeah, he is. You know, if you talk. Todd McFarlane, you're going to be talking about the fact that he ran and reinvented Spider-Man at some point. I mean, Spider-Man 300 is a fantastic cover. And you can also talk about the fact that he did one of the coolest, um, what is it? Wolverine versus, Incred- um uh, uh, yeah, the, the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. but he's worked all over the gamut. So I, yeah, I see what you're saying, Nico, and that's a great point about him using digital technology and 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 doing his his artwork and there and using Spider-Man as that character. But he is a, a guy that is known that has reinvented Spider-Man, created Spider-Man's own what God what fourth fifth title, at one point.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, it doesn't mean he's not objecting to the fact that he would ever do Spider-Man again, it's the fact that what Dave's saying is about him actually doing it for Marvel Marvel Comics. Now that the industry has been flipped on its fucking head, basically, because of this crazy pandemic, I see the point that he would want to save this industry. I'm sure he wants to save his company first, before Marvel, but working together with Marvel again might be that thing that brings it all together.
5: The only point...
3: Before Todd did... Sorry, but before Todd did Spider-Man and really rocketed to fame, he was an artist on Batman for DC and DC. a couple other DC projects. That's right. And after he went off to start Image, he did a Spawn-Batman crossover with Image. He's never done a crossover with Marvel, and that's – that's all I meant by that, and I probably wasn't specific enough when I was talking about it. But that's all I yeah. meant by that is he has shown a disdain for doing anything business related with Marvel Comics since forming his own his own yeah. company. Yeah.
5: Back he the way. point, yeah. the point that I was trying to make is not that you know, Todd McFarlane is. Oh, look, he's doing Spider Man. The point I'm trying to make is that these these names that you're talking about, you know, apart from Stanley. Rest his soul. Um, <laughs> is that these these classic, you know, artists that you're talking about are well versed in digital arts? There's no reason that this industry couldn't go full digital and yeah. still thrive in today's a, and a day and age where we are streaming everything, where we're downloading everything. There's no reason why the industry couldn't go full digital and still be successful is the point that I'm making is that this guy, this artist that you guys hold in such high regard as being a a pencil and paper artist and, and, and doing all of his work on, you know, in that medium and then printing everything and shipping it out and physical copies, this guy's already showing prowess and, 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 and virtuosity, for lack of a better word, because I just chugged four beers right before <laughs> the Nico's out, um, in, the, in the digital arts. And there's yeah. so many other artists that are great that are using the digital arts first and foremost. And and exclusively, there are so many great comic artists that are using digital medium as their go-to first choice and there's no reason that the comic book industry couldn't adopt that and go not only in creating all of the art in and storytelling digitally but releasing all of that digitally for a scrip- subscription service we already see the the marvel universe on digital for you know to to read everything and the dc universe app to read everything digitally there's no reason why they couldn't, you know, do that in the well, future and still succeed and still do great. And through all of this, you know, it's really unfortunate what the entire planet is going through right now with this whole COVID pandemic, but that doesn't mean that comics have to stop. They could still create their art from home digitally. They could still submit it to their their studios and their producers digitally. They can still release new comics digitally and we can still move forward separated digitally. All right. And that's well, they, honestly could, that's. except last big, last point here, the Dave. Big,
3: the big reason why it's never happened is that it puts all of the comic shops out of business And it puts all of the distributors out of business, and it puts all of the printers out of business. And the publishers have not shown any interest in wanting to do that, and I completely understand that.
5: I don't think it puts – I was speaking in
3: generalities because I didn't want to speak in absolutes because I don't have a list off the top of my head of who does or doesn't do digital art currently. Uh, You seem to. Although you haven't actually thrown that list out there, but okay. But my whole point was there are probably folks out there that don't like to do it that way, and they've never been forced to have to do it that way. This would force them to. I'm just making an assumption there, but I'm pretty sure that absolutely not everybody who draws for comic books right now does it digitally. I'm very comfortable with that assumption.
5: And I would and agree. And that's
3: all I was doing with it.
5: No, and, and I would agree. And I don't think this is going to be the end of print comics. If anything, it's just going to place a premium on print comics, and it's going to make the, com- the the collectors pay a little more. Instead of going to your local comic shop and spending 4 or $5 an issue, you're going to be spending 8 or $12 an issue to make up for that, you know, they're not printing as many. They're not shipping as many. It's going to be a more collector focused kind of industry instead of you know there's all these comics that you can you know go into your store and buy for three four dollars a piece you're Mm -hmm. going to be spending ten dollars a piece you're going to be spending twenty dollars for a super awesome variant issue and you know the collectors they're still going to buy them at that price because they're the collectors okay
0: well argued guys i i think that's (laughs) that you both both made some really good points um, maybe an entirely new category of business will open up because of this. And it, this makes me want to talk to, uh, my, my son's, um, uh, art student colleagues and get their take on this. I would love to see what they feel, what art students are feeling about this. Now I can tell you, there's a bunch of digital art students that are probably pretty happy about this right now.
5: Can I just pose one question real quick, just to kind of ease your mind, Dave, for all of these comic book stores also? When you walk into a comic for, for book store? For the record, store... I
3: haven't shopped at a comic book store in four years. Just I want to okay. get that out
5: there. Well, okay. even, even, four even years, four years, four days, ago, whatever. Yeah. Even even four years ago, when was the last time you ever walked into a comic book store? And literally, the only thing they had for sale was comic books. Right. They didn't have, you know, statues or cards or figurines or busts or other things that were collectible that weren't just print comics that the store can still make money off of that people are still spending money on to support those local stores. Okay, that were, that all, per- that we're, all,
3: that we're all purchased through Diamond. Yeah.
1: Steve, uh this is gonna be a yeah. part two on the in two weeks from now because this this conversation can go on forever. But Uh, I told you we could do a show on just this, Steve. Yeah, (laughs) Nico, seriously, though, I I understand what you're trying to say. I want to just really quickly touch on that, and I'll get the hell off this subject. That has been going on for decades, decades, and that is definitely a diamond distributing uh, issue. I mean, if you ever picked up those diamond books, which we talked about two weeks ago, um, they cover everything. You're you're talking the – what are the maquettes? The statues, the figures, uh, not just the comic books, the graphic novels, everything. So they did have a monopoly on this. Whether legally it was called that or not, they definitely had it. So this is something that we should keep talking about because if we keep this relevant, maybe enough people would be out there, more people, talking about this and trying to keep an industry alive. I think – and and to answer your question, it was probably a month and a half before – Before all of this crashed, I walked into my local Amazing Comics right here on Bellflower Boulevard in Long Beach, California. I walked in because I pick up bags and boards for back issues. I have magazines. I do publishing through magazines. I still need to have supplies from a company like a a local comic book store. They are one of those brick-and-mortar places that needs to exist. It's just in picking up a physical book or an action figure – or a set of Pokemon cards, or whatever's in that collectible store, there's a sense of real there. And that's what I want to keep alive in this industry. I don't have an, I'm not opposed to digital. I think digital would be fantastic, more of it. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep those mom-and-pop shops around because they're well, fantastic. They do wonderful jobs.
5: And, and I want to say I also want to keep them alive. I'm not trying to say doom all the physical copies because I'm somebody who still plays Magic the Gathering with physical cards. I have not adopted Magic the Gathering Arena online. I still play card games with my friends on the tabletop across, you know, three feet away from each other. And those are the kind of places that you go to pick that stuff up.
1: You, you mean six feet away, right? That's Greg's right, fault. Yeah, six
5: feet away right now. <laughs> but I'm saying that's not gonna go away. It's just, if anything, this what's going on now is just gonna place a premium on those things. I think we're gonna see a price shift and you might see a few of the shops go away, which is really unfortunate. But print isn't going to go away. It's just going to be more expensive, more niche, more collector-based. And the people who have all the physical copies are going to spend more money on them because they mm-hmm. want to support that. But those shops, even Steve, when you went, or I'm sorry, Scott, yeah. uh, when you went into that shop, they didn't have just comics. They had yeah. card games and Monopoly and figurines and busts. There are so many other things that are still supporting those shops other than just print comics yeah and that's the point i want to make okay
0: well done, done. you know what else is never going away
5: <laughs> it's the star wars tweet of the week
0: With yeah. Anthony
2: Daniels as because
0: everybody knows that twitter is a source of endless positivity you're gravely mistaken
2: come to your senses
0: well uh there are a few twitter accounts that are kind of funny Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well guys, that's another Star Wars tweet of the week. Here we go. <laughs> now I, I've been bending the rules. I've been bending the rules a little bit, not going for the funny ones because, well, I haven't really found any funny ones. And I did I did actually search. I actually searched for a funny tweet and I could not find one that actually I my general rule is if it doesn't make me laugh uh there's no chance
3: it's not funny that's a pretty good rule steve there's no chance in
0: hell it'll make you guys laugh so did you come up with that all by yourself i did look at nico what the hell (laughs) so So, uh but there still is a tweet of the week and it is courtesy of uh, starwars.com actually at star wars the actual star wars twitter feed but this, did it come from Lucasfilm? Oh, definitely, it came from. Did Lucas it come Film. from Lucasfilm? It did come from Lucasfilm, Nico. And at Star Wars, Daisy Ridley. Ooh. So if you if you need something to do, if you're bored at home, you're you're self isolating, you can't go out, you you need something to do. You need to you need someone to read you a bedtime story. You can count on Daisy Ridley because she's reading people stories. At StarWars.com. Yeah, that's right. Daisy will read you a book. And uh there's nothing oh. like Daisy Ridley reading you a book to uh just to make you feel good inside. You know, Wait, we all any need some book? We well, not any book. This one is Can I pick one the book? This one is The Cow Jumped Over to the Moon? This one is about Star Wars, shockingly. It's I think it's I think I wrote it down, but now I can't find it. I think it's called Something, I think it's Go BB-8 Go Check Ch- the show notes It's a children's book <laughs> um, And uh, this is uh, Daisy Ridley on Twitter uh, Reading To you, check this out
2: BB-8 wasn't used to being on his own And it was scary Very scary His friend Poe had told him to run Get as far away from here as you can The pilot had said, I'll come back
1: for you But BB-8 had seen the explosion back in Tuano Village, and he feared Poe was gone. Now it was all up to him to get the top-secret map to the Resistance so they could find Luke Skywalker. All up to him. That was scary, too. All
3: right. So go check it out. It's a a droid. He doesn't have any feelings.
5: (laughs) Thank you, Miss Daisy.
1: By, by the way, I want to want a special thank you uh, sent out to Miss Daisy Ridley. She posted that on her YouTube channel, by the way, which I am a, now a subscriber on go. April 10th, my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, happy God. birthday, Scott! There's my birthday gift right there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think uh, I think they should have uh, Samuel Jackson reading his new his new <laughs> book as well.
3: Oh, I saw Samuel L. Jackson reading his book. Stay the fuck at home.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We played it on the show last week. Were, were you on the show last week, Dave? <laughs> oh,
3: there was man. no show last week, Steve.
0: Uh, two it weeks two ago, weeks whatever. Ago. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have said that for four years. Four <laughs> years if I refer to last week's four show. Four
3: years and you
1: haven't learned yet.
0: Oh, blow it out your ass, Howard. You,
1: you mean 148 episodes ago? <laughs>
4: Thank God we're all social distancing, guys. It's getting a little salty around here.
3: Hey, I've got an idea. Can we make the 150th episode a mini episode so that Greg doesn't participate in it?
0: <laughs> how, how is it that we've done like 40 mini episodes and Greg has done zero of them?
5: Not that's a
4: awesome. Goddamn! No, I think I did one. Or did it, one? no, actually, I think I, ta- I think I taped one, but we didn't release it because we were. Oh, testing Oh,
0: that's right. Yes.
5: I'm. So. I am very proud to say that I've done at least one mini episode. Yeah, it was one of the first, but I'm. I did it. I was yeah. there. I,
1: guys. I, I want to confess. It was one of us that took his laptop out of his house to make him do an episode <laughs> by editing voice clips together. I'm mm, sorry. I was.
5: I will admit, I was sick and tired of seeing his scruffy old Wookie face. <laughs> scruffy
2: face.
0: <laughs> well. If you've ever done a mini episode of the Wretched Hive podcast
2: Or not one more than
0: me. You are <laughs> Much different than Greg And uh, you should be proud of yourself um, Leave a message on the Wretched Hive hotline And let us know how it went At uh, 562-455-4483 That's 562-455-HIVE That's H-I-V-E Oh we didn't in do it In case the... you can't spell mm. hive Goddamn right. Yeah we didn't do it in the beginning of the show That's weird yeah. I miss. I forgot Somebody um, interrupted I didn't want Wow. interrupted the chi. That's right. Oh, that's right. Dave screwed it up. Yeah, damn it, Dave. Uh, uh, you can also find us uh, on uh, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod. Uh, please go on and review the show at Apple Podcast. Guys, episode 142. What is it? 148 is in the 48. books. Final thoughts, guys.
5: Not 169, but oh, it'll no. get there soon enough. In a row? Ooh. Not 137 either.
0: Wow. Mm.
4: We skipped right over 137. So yeah. We skipped right over.
0: We did. Damn. In a row? Mm-hmm. Guys, have a wonderful two weeks. Two weeks. Check out either or podcast in one week. Have a wonderful two weeks. And uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and may the Force be with us all.
2: This feels good. You know what else feels good? Someone's mouth on my wiener.